I know it's hard. It can be so hard changing habits, leaning on poor coping mechanisms like food, wine, shopping, and Netflix, trying to find an escape from the overwhelm you feel. But what if there was a better way? What if you could learn to steward your wellness to the glory of God? What if you could look at each decision as an opportunity to draw closer to him? Moving your body out of joy, fueling yourself with healthy, nutritious foods out of love, being filled with Christ each day as you make him an intentional part of your day, letting go of the toxic thoughts and feelings we have about ourselves. That's what we do in In His Image Wellness Collective. We work on total person wellness so we can show up as the moms, wives, friends, and women that God has purposed for our life. When you join, you'll get access to an incredible workout and nutrition platform, weekly meal plan inspiration, weekly devotional, a weekly prayer meeting over Zoom, daily support and guidance, a private group for accountability, and so much more. Send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get all the details on how you can become a part of this incredible community. I cannot wait to support you on this journey and introduce you to the incredible other women already on this journey. Again, email me at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get all the details. Or if you feel more comfortable, you can always DM me at Carla Arges on Instagram, and I'd be more than happy to connect with you there. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to this Thursday's bonus episode. I am so excited about our guest. We are talking to Kelly Thompson. She is a messaging and visibility coach who helps women create and package their skills to high value offers without posting on social media 24-7. That sounds so impressive, but guys, that's not where she started. She started as a homeschooling mom of four kids, and as her kids got older, realized she needed to find new purpose. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, Carla. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you to be here. And I kind of feel like I'm reaching a point in my life where you were at. My son is 14. Mm. You know, when they're younger, your first call, I always say the first call is to our families, right? And when yeah. they're younger, that call is all encompassing, right? Like your yes. hands on mom plus homeschooling for yes. kids. Oh yes. my goodness. Yes. That's a lot. But as, <laughs> yeah. But as they grow and leave and need us less, the reality is God still has purpose for us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as as you said, I am a homeschool mom. 
uh, of four, really I'm a homeschool mom of three now. My oldest just got married um, a year or so ago, actually. And then I still have my youngest right now is 11. And then I have 15, almost 16 and 16 and an almost 16 year old as well. So I, first of all, I had a call. We had a call as a family to homeschool, which was never something I imagined I would do. <laughs> never, ever, <laughs> ever did I think I was going to homeschool. You but, need you know, God for that. A hundred percent. Jesus, take right? the wheel. <laughs> yes, please take the whole car. <laughs> so, so yeah, we started homeschooling and I've been homeschooling now for goodness. Uh, I want to say like 12 years or so. Yeah. 12, wow. 13 years, something like that. And so even though I was homeschooling, um, I always kind of felt a pull, like there's something else I should be doing. There's something else I should be doing. You know, like I felt like God wanted me to step out and do something for him that involved something other than the children. Like, obviously, just like you said, our first ministry is to our families, but I still felt that hug. And not everyone feels that, right? I am definitely not saying that, you know, there's something else you should be doing outside of being a mom because that is a whole job in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I always felt like there was something else that God was calling me to. And so fast forward several years and our oldest daughter gets engaged and it was fantastic. It was a beautiful, you know, event. The whole family was there and it was great, but it really had me thinking like, okay, what's the next step in my life? You know, like you have your kids and you're focusing on them. Like you said, it's an all encompassing thing. And then they start getting older and then they start leaving. And you're like, that was really hard for me, you know, mm -hmm. to when she got married and, and, um, obviously moved in with her, her husband, <laughs> like, cause that's the, <laughs> that's the goal, but it's still kind of like, oh my goodness. Wow. One of my kids don't live here anymore. So anyway, I just started thinking like, what is it that I want to do? You know, what do I, What's my next plan, if you will? And like I said, I'd always had that idea that I wanted to do something else. I had kind of done personal development coaching with people for years, just kind of informally. And it was something I just enjoyed doing and people would just naturally gravitate towards me. And, you know, I'd be able to set up like sessions with them and we'd have conversations just to kind of get them where they wanted to be. And I thought, you know, this was something I would really love to do in addition to some other things. So I had started with um, copywriting and, and going on that kind of journey when you first decide what you want to do as an entrepreneur. And I started kind of consuming things to help me with what I thought was going to help me on social media kind of get to that next level. So I had an idea for my business. This is what I want to do, but I had no idea how to tell people about it. So I started looking to social media for my guide, if you will, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. It makes sense, but I'm all, I'm feeling nervous for you. Yes, yes, <laughs> because we all know social media is not the place to look for anything that's going to validate you, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where I was. I started looking for like that validation from not even just validation, but also like guidance and direction, which is the worst thing to do yeah. for social media. Because when you're looking at social media, what do you always see? The highlight reel of everyone's life, right? Yeah. In general, that's what you see, right? There are a few people like yourself, Carla, that actually shows up like real and authentically. But in general, that's not what social media is about, right? Mm -hmm. So I was looking to see, okay, what do I need to do to get my business out there? What do I need to do to connect with women? Because I wanted to work with women. What do I need to do to connect with these women in order to be able to help them best? 
And that started me on a whole kind of crazy roller coaster where, you know, my, my diet, if you will, was all social media and consuming and watching all these gurus and looking all, all the things that people are doing. And to be honest, it really kind of had me thinking or questioning my value and my worth. You know, mm. I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that, but it's weird. Absolutely. You know? I so I really a lot of people who, who tend to consume a lot of social media tend to then go into comparison. And whenever yeah. you're a comparison, you never measure up. Like you said, it's the highlight reel. You never measure up. Right. And what is that saying? I think it's comparison is the mother of discontent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you're comparing yourself to others, and that's what I was doing, I was kind of looking at other entrepreneurs in their journey. And I was like, wow, I should have started seven years ago. <laughs> or, or wow, what is my business going to look like? Or how come I'm not doing this? Or <clears throat> all these thoughts that were kind of in my mind. And I wasn't sleeping, to be honest. And I started really defining my, my current situation by my past mistakes, mm. right? I started looking at what I should have been doing because I had started started a blog years ago, a, a couple times. And I was like, gosh, why didn't I do it then? You know, why didn't I do it then was because I had four kids. Yeah. <laughs> they were very young and I was married mom, right? Yeah. But in my mind, I started thinking, you know, when I was starting my business, like, gosh, I should have done this earlier. It's too late. It's never going to work now. Um, you know, everyone's younger than me, smarter than me, cooler than me, prettier than me, whatever it is, right? Yeah. That kind of negative energy that I was kind of going through that I had to, I had to make a decision to just stop. You know, I got into a space where I was trying to keep up. And that's where, you know, part of my business model, not spending 24 seven posting content on social media really comes from. It comes from me being there. And doing all of those things and trying to record reels every day and trying to post content three to five times a day, like everyone was telling you. And to be honest, it was burning me out. I wasn't being able to be able to be present for my kids. I wasn't being present for my husband. I wasn't being present for myself. And it was a, it was a really rocky road, you know, initially at that very beginning um, when I first started my business. So yeah. I forgot and, the question you even asked me. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, you know, I was going to say when God calls us to something, he never calls us to something that is going to undermine our first ministry. And 100%. so when we find that we are walking into something new and it is jeopardizing our first ministry, that's when you know you've gotten off of God's call and God's purpose and you've started to look to the world for yes. the way the world does it and the world's success measures. And right. how did you go from that to reorienting yourself back to God's way of doing it? Because he called you to this. He put that right. desire in your heart. You got distracted by everything else. How did you find your way back to God's way of doing it? Yes, that's a, that's a great question. And that's exactly what it is. I felt the call. And instead of looking at God first and going, okay, God, what do you want me to do? That I feel the call. So tell me what to do about it. I went like, okay, God, I feel the call. Let me look over here and see what everyone else is doing, Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> which is absolutely the wrong way to have your business. 
So anyway, so what I started doing, I stopped consuming social media. I stopped posting 24 seven. I really kind of did a real deep dive into who I wanted to be as a person, as a Christian, as a business owner. And who I wanted to be was not someone that showed up on social media 24 seven because I needed to check a box. Yeah. I wanted it to be authentic. If I was going to show up on social media, it was for a purpose, right? So I really kind of had to take a step back and, and even understand if I wanted to be on social media, because a lot of times it can be very toxic. You know, it, if you're consuming a lot of content and you're more of a consumer than a producer, it's a very toxic, it can be a very toxic kind of um relationship, if you will. Like I know lots of business, business owners that limit themselves to consuming 10 to 15 minutes of social media a day, period. And that's just to kind of keep a pulse on what's happening in their industry. And other than that, they're posting content instead of consuming it. And I really felt like that's kind of where I needed to be more leaning to. And the other thing was I really started paying more attention to what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just about me doing what I think was the thing I needed to do. It was really like, what is God calling me to do? And the, um, there's a verse Proverbs. I want to say it's 423 guard your heart for out of it is the wellspring of life. Mm. That was something that really spoke to me. And I continue kind of leaning on that to this day. And it, and God really kind of helped me unpack it. Right. So guard your heart. Well, first of all, what does it mean to guard when you're guarding something, you're protecting it. Right. So that means that there's something that you are protecting it from. When mm -hmm. I think about my kids, you know, like when my firstborn, for example, when she was born in my mind, I was like, there's nothing I will not do for this child, <laughs> you know, a brand new baby, like totally dependent on you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to quit my job. I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to do whatever I need because I wanted to guard and protect. Right. Yeah. And that's what God calls us to do with our heart. Mm. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Guard. So we're talking about protecting. And if we're protecting something, we're protecting it from something. So the question is, what are we protecting it from? So before we get to that, let's talk about that next part, your heart. So in the Bible, it talks about your heart as kind of the seat. I think I heard Priscilla Shire, um, a Bible study teacher, talk about it. And it's like the seat of um, the seat of your life is, is your the heart in the Bible. So that can include like your thoughts, your emotions, your conscious, your, you know, your feelings, all of those things is kind of your heart, right? And your heart, just like your um, physical heart leads to your, is the core of your physical life. Your spiritual heart is the core of your spiritual life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So guarding your spiritual heart is important. And obviously this, that last part, the, um, the, the wellspringer of life, the wells out of the, bleh, the wellspring of your life, right? So life is life. And that's an important part. So what that verse is kind of talking about is how well you manage to guard your center is how well you're going to do in life, period. Mm, right. So yes. if your thoughts are off track, if your feelings are off track, whatever that may mean, that de will define how your life continues, whether you want it to or not. So I had to think practically, what does that mean for me? So obviously there's a dichotomy there. It could be your physical heart and it could be your uh, spiritual heart. What do we do for our, our physical heart? We make sure we eat properly, for example, right? Yeah. So what does that mean in a spiritual way? What are we consuming? What are we eating? 
Are we paying attention to social media? Are we watching crazy shows on television? Are we reading books that are, you know, taking us away from our first love? What is it that we are consuming? Because those things, those thoughts are going to create your reality, yeah. right? So if you're constantly filling yourself with, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, or I can't do this, I don't know how to do this, or look at this person, they're much better than me. If you have that running around as a thread in your head, that's what you're eating, right? Yeah. The output of that is going to be unhealthiness. That's so good. The most important word, the most important word comes after what you say, after the words, I am. Mm -hmm. I am, who are you? If you say, I am special, I am created in the image of God. I am beloved. I am whatever that is, or I am not good enough. I am not smart enough. I am not whatever. Those words matter. Words matter. So whatever you're consuming on a regular basis affects who you are, right? So that's that eat part is what I think of it as. And then that next part, I think, what else do you do to keep your heart healthy? Well, you exercise, right? So physically, you want to take care of your health by exercising, doing things like that. But also spiritually, what does that look like in a spiritual sense? How are you stretching and growing? right? Are you just consuming, you know, God's word, for example, but then you're not doing anything with it. Are you putting yourself in positions where you're able to kind of stretch and grow? Are you putting yourself stepping out in faith and trusting God that he'll show up, that he'll meet you with that need? Or are you just kind of sitting back and looking at everyone else doing the things that you know that God's calling you to, right? Mm -hmm. So exercising that faith, you know, putting yourself out there and doing the things that God's calling you to do is kind of how I think about exercising, just like in the, in our physical, you know, our physicality, we're using our muscles, right? So what about our faith muscles, right? Is there something that you feel that God may be calling you to, but you're like, I don't know if I want to do that because yeah. you're just kind of, you know, you're kind of scared. I don't want to do it. I don't want to exercise that muscle. And then for me, the last part of that was rest. Super important. Something I think is very, very neglected. I know for me, I rest is not something that comes naturally to me. I don't know if it comes naturally to you, Carla. <laughs> not come naturally to me. I'm like a go, 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 yeah. go person, right? And so the importance of resting, both physically and spiritually, right? What are you resting on? Are you resting on the promises of God? He says mm. he's going to show up. He will. So good. right. You have to rest on that and trust and believe just like in your physical strength, you have to rest. You have to take time out. You have to step away, right? Step away from the work that he's called you to and just rest and trust. So for me, that was kind of how I took my life back in a way, right? Took my my identity back. Cause I was, I was really stressed out thinking about like all the things I didn't do and I couldn't do. And now it's, it's the way I kind of teach my clients the way, and it's because from personal experience is really just that resting and trusting and know that there's a process and there's a journey that, and there's a path that God has you on and wherever that leads. So long as you're like hanging on his coattails, he's going to take you exactly where you're supposed to be. I love that so much. And I love how God is so faithful to speak to us. Like he spoke that verse to you. Yeah. to ground you, to center you. And I have seen God show up in my life that way too. And here's the thing, friends, in order to hear from God, you need to know his word. I always mm-hmm. remind my listeners, you've got to get into the word. That's how you hear God's voice. Wow. Yes. That is such yeah. an incredible story. 
What, where can my audience find you? Like if they're like, oh my goodness, I, I need more of Kelly. I need more of Kelly. How do they get more of Kelly? Yes, absolutely. Well, I have um, a masterclass that I do every week or every couple of weeks. In fact, I have one coming up soon, but you can always find the dates on aligntoattract.com align to attract.com. I'll um, give it to you so you can put it in the show notes as well. And it's a masterclass where we kind of do a deep dive into not just the business aspect of what it is to create, what it looks like to create a signature offer, but really what it looks like on an emotional mental level, Mm. because most of entrepreneurship, as you already know, as well, is more, it's more mental and emotional than anything, right? (laughs) Accepting who you are and, and, and understanding your, how your thoughts create your reality. Right. Yeah. And going through all of that. So in the masterclass, we talk, we, we talk, actually, we talk more about like emotional and spiritual things than we do actually about, you know, creating the offer, because that really is the smallest piece of it. The bigger picture is how we think about ourselves and how we think about how we fit into the world of entrepreneurship. Mm, yes. So good. Oh, Kelly, I have loved this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I can't wait to see how your business thrives. I can't wait to see what else you do. And I just so appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Carla. I love this too. Before you go, did you know that I offer one-on-one mentorship? If you are feeling stuck in the cycle of negative self-talk, if you are having trouble replacing the lies with the truth, if you need support in building mental resiliency and really growing in confidence in God and your gifting, I want you to send me an email and see if a one-on-one mentorship session is right for you. Be blessed. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.